Shalom and welcome to Israel Policy Pod. Uh, I'm Eli Koaz, Communications Director in Tel Aviv. And I'm Michael Kapla, Policy Director, also at the moment in yes, Tel Aviv. Yes, welcome. He's, he's fresh, off, fresh off the plane yeah. uh, from the airport. Uh, came straight to do a, a podcast. Uh, no shower. No comment. But my, but my dedication, my dedication to Israel Policy Forum and Israel Policy Pod is absolute. So, you know, this is this takes precedence. And by the way, these are these are uh, this is the first time I've been in IPF Tel Aviv office, and it's uh, nice digs you have here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a- appreciated. Well, let's get right to what everybody's talking about. Um, we are in the last week of what has been a very eventful uh, election campaign. And uh, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, the last polls uh, will be released on Thursday, and then there's uh, uh, and then five days after uh, we'll have uh, elections. Um, things are close. I would say that uh, Netanyahu definitely has the advantage. Uh, how would you assess things at the moment, Michael? I would say that Netanyahu certainly has the advantage, and it's very difficult for me to see. At the moment, based on the polls, a path to a Kachol-Lavan government because, well, I think there's a good chance that Kachol-Lavan will have the most seats when all is said and done. Too many things have to fall into place for them to be able to form a government. But I know that you have a different view, Eli. So uh, instead of instead of us insulting each other via internal IPF Slack, why don't we just you know hash well, it out in person? <laughs> well, we will hash it out. Um, but we should start with explaining how, uh, because I think this is kind of I mean, it is clear, but it's not uh, who forms the government. Is it the largest party or is it the party that has the best chance to form a coalition? I mean, I think the law... So Rivlin Rivlin actually spoke about this. He he gave an interview uh, a couple of days ago about this, where he said that, you know, what he, what he, if 61 MKs come and and recommend to him one thing, then, you know, that's, that's the obvious, that's the obvious choice. Um, And if that doesn't happen, then he's got to, you know, maybe he goes with, uh, the the party that has the most seats. Um, what's interesting is that Yair Lapid has been going around saying uh, that Kacholavan has to have at least a five seat cushion to get for a shot, which I'm not sure why he's. I, I think he's saying that uh, it's also a, a tactic to try to get uh, to rally people in the center left camp to to vote for Kacholavan, and I think the the other reason is that. Um, I mean, we've seen maybe two or three polls throughout the entire election campaign where we had uh, an advantage um, for the, uh, the the center-left Arab bloc. Um, so I think maybe they've, they've realized that that will be a harder, something harder mm-hmm. to... And they want to kind of grow. You said 61. Um, it could be that the right-wing bloc does have 61, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Netanyahu has... 61 recommendations. Right. Um, so so here's the thing, right? Let's say let's say Kacholavan gets five more seats than than Likud. Let's even let, let's sort of even give them like the high watermark of I don't know, 35, 36. You see a scenario in which they possibly get more than that? Let's let's, 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 make, this, let's, make, let's make it as favorable I, to them as possible. Okay. I, I could see the best case scenario for Kacholavan is if I, I could see them Maybe, but this is again. It's a far, at about thirty-eight seats. Thirty-eight, at, wow. Thirty-eight seats. I'm going to say, and wow. I'm going to say the Likud. Yeah, I think I think you've been hanging out with Moshe Feigman. 
Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I guess uh, some of our listeners will, will understand the joke. I said the very best scenario. I mean, we have like a huge uh, margin of error in all these polls, and we also have undecided voters, and I, I, I'm giving you the most generous <laughs> scenario for Cajon is 30, 38 seats. I'd like to watch We've it. also seen, I mean, we've seen a lot of parties move by about six or seven seats in the last few days of an election. We saw it with Yesh Atid in 2013. We saw it with the Likud in the last election. Okay, so you're um, saying... Not out of the realm of possibility. Unlikely, of course. Okay, so let's, so let's, give them, let's give them 38. And what do you think the high watermark is for Labor? 10? In that case, if Kakhovan have 38, Labor can't get that. I can't, so fine, let's, can't let's, even, let's, let's, let's even give them 10, just to, just to be super generous. Okay. okay? And then, if you know we're in that world, then what are we giving merits? Five at the most? Sure. Fine. So we're 53. Now, at that point, to get to 61, he's got a Gantz and Lapid and, and, and crew have to rely on uh, Hadash Tal. And you know, what's, the, what's the best you give to them, especially given these reports now that, that, that people expect Arab turnout to be lower? Five? Six? Together? Or is it each? No, no, no. The just Hadash, just Hadash, Hadash Tal. I think they're at a, a stable seven, seven seats. Okay, so if that's the case, that gets then we're we're at sixty, right? And that's that's for you know that's for sort of the high water mark for all of these parties. Okay, so if they all do as as well as they can possibly do, okay, in this in this scenario, that gives them sixty. Now, even if they get to that. I don't think that either Gantz and Lapid or, frankly, the, the Balad Ra'am folks um, are willing to sit with, sit with each other or even give each other a block and coalition. So then you're talking about getting either Kulanu or one of the Haredi parties like Vishas. Um, it's not impossible, but listen, the last election, a lot of folks, including me, were hoping that Kulanu would go with uh, with the left-wing bloc because there was so much blood, bad, bad blood between Kahlon and BV, and it didn't happen. You know, this is now after he's sat with BV sure, and been finance minister. I mean, talking up his right-wing credentials, you know, since then. And Shas is literally running ads with with, with BV's name on them. I, I agree. Uh, and yes, I know. Everything happens for election promises. I guess I know. We're I know. We're in an election campaign. And also, I, I, I think that Kahlon... I mean, last elections, the Likud won by six seats. So obviously, um, Kahlon went with the Likud. We're talking about a scenario where another party, like the clear, there's a clear majority of Israelis vote for, we're talking about this scenario, a clear majority vote for Kaholavan. It's, it, it, it's a different It's a different situation. And also, I would point to the fact that um, if Netanyahu is going to form a right-wing coalition. It's going to be a coalition that, I mean, I think you'll agree with me, ha- will have something to do with uh, protecting him uh, legally, protecting him, yes. passing some uh, law, either the French law, which people have talked about making a prime minister immune, or Betzal Smotrich talked about a, a law that w- previously existed where Knesset members couldn't uh, be, be prosecuted or maybe, um, or maybe they'll just they'll just deport Mendel to Gaza. Exactly. I mean, the the most likely scenario. <laughs> um, 
so that's going to be and the question that will be for Cuthlon does he want to go go along with uh, with this um, I, obviously I mean it's really really just or an erosion of of democracy or does he want to he, to go with Kaholavan uh, but again there's a lot of speculation I think that all sounds I think that all sounds very nice in theory it just seems to me that the voters who are going to vote for Kaholavan and Kulanu aren't doing it because they want a Prime Minister Gantz. I think they're doing it because they want Prime Minister Bibi. So even if so even even if Gantz finishes with five more mandates than than Bibi does, it doesn't change the fact that the Kulanu voters aren't aren't looking for But the Kulanu voters are looking for Kulanu's agenda just like I mean the I mean yeah, I the Zeut voters Zeut voters come from all uh Zeut Moshe Feiglin's uh Super libertarian, super hawkish, uh, right wing messianic party. I mean, you all, which which has and somehow you're forgetting you're forgetting what makes the most popular, Eli. Marijuana, yeah, the marijuana, the marijuana party of Israel, um, which has kind of uh, we talked about. It, I mean, in the beginning of a of a, a Kachol Avan being a catch all party. Uh, Zeut is actually with a super super extreme uh, platform. It, We've seen it in, in polls is, is taking votes from Meretz and from Bennett and from Likud and from Labor. It's really interesting uh, to see. But we have, I mean, he uh, Feiglin also is someone who I don't think he's somebody who's in Netanyahu's pocket. Obviously, he would be more comfortable in a, a far like right wing coalition. Agreed. Of course, um, of course, if Feiglin gets that many seats, then you know, the, we, we probably have to revise downwards those estimates for. Labor and merits. No, of course. I mean, but we've seen Feiglin ever since I. Uh, I think it's been over a month where he's been consistently past the the threshold. Um, he's been up to seven seats in some uh, polls. Um, he's been polling higher than Bennett's New Right Party. I mean, again, uh, we need to be skeptical with polls. We know uh, Trump was elected again. Against what everybody was predicting, but we had Brexit. Actually, actually had... The, the the Trump polls were were correct. The national polls were all correct. It was yeah, the, the popular vote was correct. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was still we had a little we had a swing. And again, in Israel, so many there are really so many polls, but all of them are uh, done with on average between five and six hundred people, and you have this three the, the three point two five percent electoral threshold. Um, which is, which really has a huge, huge difference. Because if a party doesn't make that threshold, if they're just a tad below, those votes get spread out th- throughout. So you have a far right wing party not making the threshold, which would help help the left, or vice versa. If you have a party like uh, uh, Balad and Merit are the parties on the left that are kind of hovering around that. By the way, just, you know, we're talking about thresholds and, and, and uh, wasted votes. Kind of another sign that Netanyahu and Likud and the right generally have their acts more together in Kachol Lavan. Um, yesterday, right? Yesterday, two days ago, uh, Likud signed a surplus vote agreement with um, the, the, the odious <laughs> the odious right-wing party bloc. Yeah, that's that's uh, Jewish Home and Otsma Yehudit. Um, so any surplus votes from either of those go to the other one. Um, Bennett and Lieberman 
who hate each other, mm-hmm. sang the surplus vote agreement. Labor and merits. Labor and merits. But somehow Kachol Avan couldn't um, couldn't get it. They tried to get Kachlon, but yeah. I think I think but which which by the way just adds. Well, I mean, I think Kachlon made a decision that I mean, I assume this is from his his own polling that uh, Bibi is more popular among his his voter base, and he's done everything this campaign. I mean, he he said that. He would recommend Netanyahu be as prime minister, almost no matter what. And he's uh, there were rumors that he wouldn't uh, protect uh, the high court anymore, something that he kind of did uh, in the last term. So I think uh, these are all indications. I don't think they're indications of a policy change. I think they're indications of of kind of maneuvering for this uh, for this election cycle. But something that's that's interesting to watch and. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it, it's really to me it's surprising how how well Kaholaban are still performing in the polls despite uh, what's been I'm going to say it's been almost two weeks now that have just not been good for Gans in terms of a PR uh, perspective. Right. I mean, bad, bad PR. They've been they've been sliding in the polls. Uh, Lapid seems to they've been sliding, but they haven't been sliding. I mean, that much. I mean, we we expected. Uh, when, when the merger was announced, there was obviously a ton of excitement, and they were at some polls had them at thirty four or thirty six. Um, uh, they're still in, in that thirty two, thirty one, thirty two range. Um, the polls obviously also affected by the parties that pass the threshold. So I mean, I think that I mean they have to be. Um, I mean, not happy, but they, they have to think that we've done this kind of poorly campaign-wise and, like, PR-wise, and we're still at a place where this is kind of still uh, in our grasp. Uh, I think they have to be be happy with that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, I, I think, as I said, I'm, I'm skeptical that there's a... Given given where things stand now, absent some big turnaround or some shock, I'm skeptical that they have a, a viable path to a government, but... Um, that's why that's why they play the games, as they say in baseball. But but talk to me about these these uh, these leaks uh, in the Kaholavan campaign because I mean at the beginning the leaks I mean uh, I don't know I could see a scenario where they were maybe done on purpose or because they were right, they, to, signal, they, they, to signal signal something that that uh, that that got us pragmatic and not going I mean there was this. Defamation camp. I mean, the entire campaign of Likud has been a Gantz defamation right. campaign. But there was that he was going to form a government with the Arabs, and so the first leaks kind of show that oh, maybe he's open to a government with Netanyahu, and he's more more pragmatic. But now, I mean, we're getting leaks where where Net, where Gantz is saying that he he doesn't trust any of his uh, partners, Ashkenazi Lapid and Yalon. And all sorts of things that right. there's the there's the leak about about Netanyahu wanting to kill him, um, which you know instead of instead of disavowing is just loose talk. He then in an interview yesterday sort of doubled down. Yeah, on Saturday it. he said right. that. Well, this thing, something like that has happened. I mean, to be fair, I mean. It, to be fair, <laughs> to, no. To be fair, <laughs> to, obviously, to be fair, obviously, I don't know the context of the entire recording, and obviously, I don't think Netanyahu is at 
to, to kill guns, but, <laughs> but, but Netanyahu has been involved in a wave of incitement that I'm not going to say directly led to, sure, but, 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 but led to the, we're obviously in a completely Yes, and that's what Gantz said. He said, oh, look, you know, go, go post yeah, that's what he said. of Mr. Netanyahu walking in front of a coffin. Sure. That's what I he don't said. think that's quite what he was implying um, about Netanyahu coming to kill him. But, you know, there's also the, the other leak. Uh, about the Russians and his cell phone. I'm sorry? The Russians hacking guns. Right. right. Netanyahu getting the Russians yeah, I mean, to... Yes, there's all sorts of, all sorts of, all sorts of rumors flying around. Um, but there's also, you know, an, the, other, the other day, another leak from Gantz, where he's back again to this idea of... says he doesn't want to form a government with Netanyahu, but that he'll do it if it's the only way to save the Trump peace plan. Um, you know, I mean, who... Honestly, who can say what Gantz wants at this point? It's pretty obvious to me that should be obvious to most that you know he's he's new to this right this is it's not just the first time he's running for prime minister it's the first time he's running for anything um and there's obviously a steep learning curve and growing pains and i think that we're seeing it play out in real time in some ways and you know netanyahu it's interesting netanyahu is great better than almost anybody at when he wants to when he wants to look a little unhinged he looks a little unhinged when he wants to look calm he looks calm but it's always you get the sense. You get the sense that it's all within his control, right? It's, when, when it's he's, like a, it's a robotic almost. It's right, completely exactly. calculated. He, and, he knows exactly which controlled. button, which button to push when. Um, he's just he's very good at this. He's very he's very very good at this. You got You got to hand it to the guy. I had uh, I, I had a very talkative cabbie. Uh, to, now I'll, I'll switch into Tom Friedman gear here. Um, I had a very talkative cabbie on on my way here from the airport today, um, who. It was like the typical, you know, the, the radio was on, they're talking about elections, I asked him what he thinks, and, and you know, that led me down a, a 35-minute rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is like a typical, typical Likud voter told me how much he, he loves Bibi. Um, he's right-wing, he loves Bibi, he trusts Bibi more than anybody else. I asked him about, you know, other, other right-wing politicians, no, no, he doesn't like them as much. Um, I asked him, you know, to sort of point to me, point, point me to specific, specific policies of Bibi that he likes, and... Couldn't tell me anything specific, um, just that you know, Bibi makes him feel safe and secure, and he told me that Gantz is a leftist, you know, there's proof of it because his wife is a leftist, so therefore he's a leftist, and how could anybody have let him be chief of staff? Um, and, you know, clearly we didn't know he was a leftist when he was chief of staff, but it's obvious now, and, um, you know, just on and on and on, and, you know, telling me about how, how wonderful Bibi is, how he's the, he's the pride of Israel, you know, everybody in the world is envious of him. He has a he has a silver tongue and can convince anybody anything. And when you hear him, and he actually at one point stopped, like literally mid sentence, because um, BB's voice came on the radio. And he literally stopped and he said, "Listen, listen to him. Listen to him speak. Isn't it isn't it glorious?" And he, he um, started singing uh, BB Melakis. <laughs> he didn't, but you know that that wouldn't have that wouldn't have surprised me. Um, and then of course he demanded to know what I think of BB, and I you know I said he's not my favorite. Uh, and then uh, he d- demanded to know what I think of Trump. And before I could say anything, he said, well, if you don't like Bibi, then you must not like Trump. But I love Trump. And then he told me that I was a leftist. So, um, and yeah. he let you out where? On the highway? No, no, no. That? Listen, we actually, we had a, it was actually a fun, fun cab ride. He, when, when we got out, he, you know, he came out, got my bag out, shook my hand, wished me, you know, Bahat So, uh, no, it was, it, was a very, it was a very nice conversation. But, you know, it was, and again, not to, not to go too, too Tom Friedman on this. But and you have your wallet. But, and I have my wallet. Um, but you know, it, it really, it really did strike me that this is exactly how Bibi keeps on winning because he just his his voters love him, and it's not even something that they can tangibly 
point to. It's the feeling it's just, that he exactly, gives them. He exactly. gives them this, this feeling. Right. He and gives, then it's something that it doesn't matter what's happening, like, if it's the economy, if it's Gaza, if it's... Uh, it, it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter because Bibi's there. Right. Precisely. And, um, um, I mean, even, even now, you know, as, as the one thing that Bibi's really getting criticism for is his Gaza policy... This guy was telling me that he's he's from Stay Road and his family's in Stay Road and um, and and that you know it's all because of all because of uh, of Olmert and Sharon that there are still rockets on Stay Road and there's something to that but again like Bibi's been around for ten years and done nothing about it and I'm not I actually think Bibi's in a really tough spot I'm not this is not a, this is not a policy critique of Bibi but the point is this was this was you know somebody who literally told me he loves Bibi. And is willing to give him a free pass on anything and everything. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen. I mean, I uh, you see it when they interview some residents in the in the south, and they say, "Oh, rockets are falling, but but everything will be okay because Bibi's there." But yeah, at the he, same time, I've heard I've heard voices of people that have uh, saying that they voted the uh, Likud their whole life, and uh, and a line has been crossed. And um, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I think a lot is dependent on. Uh, Likud uh, voter turnout. Uh, we know, like in the 2015 elections, uh, Bibi did a fantastic job in the past, in the last four days of that campaign, really like rallying uh, the troops and uh, getting high voter turnout and also taking votes from other right wing parties. Um, I wanted to ask you about one uh, other thing. Uh, this is so there's been a lot of talk, um, voices actually coming from. Uh, the Labour Party, mostly, about that Kholavan, uh, that Lapid should give up this rotation, this idea of a rotation, um, as a way to boost Kholavan. And maybe, I think it's also, obviously, strategically from Labour's perspective, they see uh, Lapid as a kind of the weak link uh, and the rotation, like kind of a bizarre rotation agreement, because nobody is sure exactly how it plays out. Uh, you in Israel, you can't even have a you, you kind of the government has to uh, collapse, and you need to form a coalition again in order for that rotation government to even take place and to do a rotation between Gatz and Lapid. So let's entertain that possibility. Do you think it's something that's out of out of the question? Um, do you think it's something that could could give Kacholavan uh, the boost that that they need? I don't think I don't think that would give them any type of boost. I, I don't think that I don't think that there is even one mandate worth of voters out there who mamash are not voting for Kaholavan because Lapid is going to theoretically take over as prime minister after two and a half years. But I mean, look at just look at all the uh, when when asked who is your preferred prime minister when you have Netanyahu uh, and Gantz, you usually have. Uh, we've seen like a few polls where Gantz is above Netanyahu. It's not, usually I mean, with not not in a while. In the latest yeah, poll, I've, I've, uh, a week and a half ago, you had a, a, a channel uh, twelve poll with Gantz above Bibi, and then this last this last poll had a huge gap. You're talking about a different. You're talking about a poll that was this morning. There's a poll last night uh, on channel twelve, a poll done by Minat Semach and and. Uh, Manogeva, like probably the most high profile pollsters, and I think there was a three uh, percent like differential between them. Uh, there was a poll this morning, an internet poll on a mor- on a morning show that had it. Uh, I think it was like a fifteen percent uh, difference, like fifty one thirties something. But I mean, you see that Gantz is. Mu- I mean, he's much closer 
to, to BB in, in every in yeah. every poll than Lapis. So that's just something that I wanted to bring Maybe, up. Maybe, but this this election has pretty clearly been been set up um, as as and I think in people's perceptions as Netanyahu versus Gantz. And I don't think that dropping that rotation is gonna is gonna bring is gonna bring them them many votes. And frankly. If I, you know, if, if anybody was even entertaining that and I was Lapid, I'd be furious given that, you know, he merged his entire party apparatus, right? There, there was no, there, there, there was no Israel party apparatus. So yeah, of course. I mean, all so the, the, I mean, the he's Kahol, also managing the campaign. Correct. Because so, the, of that. correct. So, like, the whole Kaholavan ground game is Yeshatit. Um, so, you know, and we can, we can talk after the election, you know, as to whether they did a good job or not, but, um, you know, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the dropping Lapid from the rotation would get them any extra votes, and I think that it would be a, a pretty, pretty blatant violation of their agreement. This isn't, this isn't like Bougie and Sippy last time, where Sippy wasn't bringing you know a real party apparatus and, and wasn't adding that many seats. Um, so you know, I don't. I don't. Th- I, don't I don't think. I don't I, think. I, I don't I, think that would I, I I agree with you. I think this is just kind of a talking point of the Labour Party trying to to get get votes uh, back. I mean. The Labour Party's entire campaign uh, has been... I mean, they have attacked the Likud, but the, all their votes are sitting with Kaholavan pretty much. They're Machanetzioni voters um, from last election. So, I mean... And also, um, we can even see that the Kaholavan campaign, I think they've also seen... They've highlighted Gantz more. You see on billboards, you usually don't see both their pictures. You just see Gantz. Um... Yeah, Gantz's name is first. I'm sure they'll say that's alphabetical, but right. um, but yeah, it's something to uh, to pay attention to. Um, yeah. And then before we close, Eli, we should bring up uh, one last thing, which is that you Oren and Hazan. I, I haven't even been following. What's with Aaron Hazan? He's running. I know he's running. I mean, but, but he, he, I mean we, we we didn't talk about what parties we think will pass the threshold, but I think you got you got <laughs> one big dark horse. With, with, with Mr. Hazan. With Aaron Hazan. Well, you know, again, we know, uh, I, I think we've spoken about this on the pod, podcast before, how devastating it will be to you to personally. Me. Yes, given, of course. Given that you have a selfie with Aaron Hazan in the airport. Um, no, what, what, I, what I wanted to bring up before we close is that uh, tonight you and I were, were supposed to go to what was going to be a wonderful event, which was listening to Avigdor Lieberman. With free wine and cheese, I believe. With free wine and cheese. And a Victor Lieberman campaign event in English. You know, a Victor Lieberman, uh, he's, he's renowned for his, uh, for his command of the English language. Um, and we were going to go to an English language a Victor Lieberman uh, campaign event. And he unceremoniously canceled uh, relatively late in the game. So um, I just have to say, you know, I, I don't have a vote here in Israel. You do, Eli. But uh, did that cost... That, I mean, I can tell you that I was a... I was like a... A sure Israel Beitenu vote. And um, and now you're just questioning it. And now I'm I would put I'm I'm floating around a few a few parties, some right. near the threshold, some not. But but Lieberman definitely made me think twice, and that's coming from somebody who's been very committed to to Yvette's way <laughs> right. since his days as a as a bouncer at, at Hebrew University. Right now, now as we talked as we talked about before we started the podcast, you and I, um, Zahud combines really all the all the the best elements of everything. Right, it's. You know, the annexationist element of, uh, of Haimina Khadash with uh, the transfer element um, of, uh, of Israel Beitenu with the religious fanaticism uh, of, of building, building, building the Temple Mount. Yes. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe now is a hoot. And, and, and then you add in the you know, legalizing pot. So that's just, 
you, you have everything right there. So uh, you've got are a tough you, Are you pitching Zuhud All me? I'm saying is it sounds, seems to me like between Yisrael Beitanu and Zuhud, you have a tough choice ahead of you. I'm, well, you know, I mean, to be fair, Fagnin is a more convincing uh, storyteller and speaker than Yvette. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, I'll have to... I have to weigh my choices. I mean, but but uh, I mean, I, I would love to have a podcast just to talk about Zeud because it's just fa- <laughs> fascinating. I mean, according to Feiglin, all the Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza are dying to leave if Israel would only let them, and the research shows. And he just wants to spend all of Israel's money paying them to leave instead of paying for security measures. Yeah, no, that, that sounds, sounds like a reasonable platform to me for you know all of you voters out there who are. Uh, really we're, high, we're, 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 we're really high, and, and making him really high in the polls. You know, it's six or seven mandates uh, in pretty much all the polls. Uh, well, well done, folks. Um, all right, well, eight days till the election, Eli. Um, so, will will we? Will, you'll be sticking around for the for the election. You'll be you'll be here on election day. I, I, I will be I will be somewhere between the river and the sea on election day. So, so yes. in Feiglin's Israel. Exactly, in Moshe Feiglin's Unquestion- Israel. Unquestionable. Yes. Okay, well, with that, uh, uh, thanks to our, all our listeners for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, stay stay tuned and follow uh, everything going on. And we'll have a lot of uh, different analysis coming out in the, this this coming week. Uh, polls uh, end. Thursday is the last day that polls can be published. And then we're really in the home stretch. Uh, which is, I mean, we've seen a crazy campaign until this point, but I mean, the last four days and the election day, I mean, from last election and the BB, the Arabs uh, coming in droves on the leftist buses. Do you have any any prediction of what what could it be this time? Oh, I, I'm sure it'll just get something. Sure, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be something something about leftists and the new Israel fund. Um, Buses, camels, any a uh, different mode of transportation? Do you have any? Uh, I've seen a lot of electric scooters around. So electric maybe, scooters. Know, the leftists are coming on electric scooters. They've hacked all the apps. There's because <laughs> there's a new thing in Tel Aviv with all these electric scooter apps. You can it's like the uh, the car to go, the Uber for yeah. for electric scooters. Hacked all the apps. Reserve them for. For blue and white labor merits voters. There you go. I like I like it. I there like you it. go. Okay, with that conspiracy theory, um, thanks for tuning in. And, and thank you for hosting me in IPF Tel Aviv.